0: This week I did a I did a, a funeral service and uh, I was in the uh, at the gravesite and at the gravesite with the family all around and the friends and family I decided to read a passage of scripture that everybody's very familiar with and that you've heard read many times and probably in funeral settings or in the gravesite and it's Psalm 23 and uh, and whenever I read uh, verse four just I realized that around me. They had a lot of people that were suffering, that were grieving, that had a lot of sorrow. But not only that, uh, they were people that were just attending to support the family that they had their own battles to face. And so this morning, I want to talk to you about walking through the dark valleys. Even though many people are decorating their trees and they put hanging lights on the houses and there seems to be a lot of light right now during the holiday season. At the same time, many are walking through the valley of darkness, especially through the holiday season. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I mean, like right now, it's different for me. But whenever I was single, I hated the holiday season. I hated Christmas time. I was single and they had all those company parties and all that. And I never felt so out of place. than during the holiday season, and I couldn't wait till it was over. And so there's a lot of people like that that feel. In fact, you know, we're about to hit what's called the winter solstice, which is the shortest day and the longest night. The winter solstice is the darkest day of the year. It's, it's uh, December 21st. And it's not uncommon during that dark season of the year for people to be going through a dark season of life. In fact, King David was very familiar with dark valleys and he was the one that pinned those words in Psalm 23 and verse 4 when he said, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You know, in Israel, there's really a valley called it called the valley of the shadow of death. It's a deep, it's a steep, deep and narrow canyon. And the sun only hits the bottom of that canyon when the sun is directly overhead. And uh, the rest of the time, the bottom of that canyon is dark, uh, it's dreary, and it's damp. And, uh, you know, David was probably familiar with that valley, and he might have just brought his sheep right through that dark valley. And, and I think it's probably the mental picture he had when David referred and penned those words, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You know, in the Bible, the valley often refers to rough times in life. Joshua talked about the valley of calamity. Psalm 84 talks about the valley of weeping. Hosea talks about the valley of trouble. In Psalm 23:4, that word "valley" in the Hebrew means the valley of deep darkness. And some people right now in this room are going through the valley of deep darkness. And I just want to encourage your heart. How do you handle the dark valleys of life? There's five truths that I just want to share with you that can maybe help you go through the dark seasons. And, and, you know, listen, you know, somebody said, if you're not in a dark valley right now, you're about to go in one or you just came out of one because, because dark valleys are everywhere, right? But the first truth is this. When it comes to experiencing the dark valleys of life, we need to remember that the dark valleys of life, are they're inevitable. How many of you know you can't get around it? Regardless of who you are, you're going to experience dark times in life. Are you all with me out there? Somebody said everybody's either in the middle or just coming out or about to go in a dark valley. So valleys happen again and again throughout life. You know, if you say, man, when am I going to be done with these dark times, these hard times? The answer is not until you get to heaven, right? Not until you get to heaven. John 16, Jesus said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. It's not a matter of if you're going to have difficulty. It's a matter of when you're going to have difficulty. Is that right? Come on. Am I talking to the right group today? So everybody goes through dark seasons of life. The the dark valley of disappointment, the dark valley of discouragement, the dark valley of of financial strain and ruin, the dark valley of uh, financial or or, uh, of uh, sickness, of sorrow, of sadness. We all go through different dark valleys. And so we need to remember this first truth, that, that dark valleys are a natural, normal part of life. So don't be taken off guard or be surprised by them. As Peter said, don't be surprised at this fiery ordeal, like something strange was happening to you. It's normal, right? The second truth concerning dark valleys is dark valleys are unpredictable. You, you never know when a hard time our, our troublesome time will come. You can't plan them. You can't. You can't uh, time them. You can't schedule them. You can't say I, I, I'm ready now or I'm not ready now. You can't. You can't. Hard times come when they want to. Is that right? And uh, you know, dark valleys usually come when you least expect it or you're unprepared and, and you're not ready for it. In fact, Jeremiah 4:20 says, "Disaster follows disaster. The whole land, li- the whole land lies in ruins." It's an, it, in an instant my tents are destroyed my shelter in a moment have you noticed how easily a good day can go bad god i need a better amen i mean a phone call a conversation a routine doctor visit a freak accident dark valleys just happen at very unpredictable times i mean you could be on this high you could be you could be flying and just one conversation one phone call one situation and you could be in the valley you know, Elijah, that's what happened to him. Remember, whenever he called down fire from the mountain and, and, the, and the, the fire of God came down and consumed the sacrifice and, and he got rid of all the prophets of Baal, man, he was on fire. And so all of a sudden he went from from this this mountaintop experience to Jezebel, the the, the Jezebel spirit coming at him and said, I'm going to get you now, Elijah. And Elijah went from being on the mountaintop to wanting to die into deep depression. Depression, dark valleys are most definitely unpredictable. But number three, the third truth concerning dark valleys is they're impartial. No one is immune to them. Uh, no, uh, no, more, no one can get escape around it. Uh, you know, and so no one gets through life uh, without being able to to be afflicted and being touched by it. If you're going to experience problems and troubles right now, uh, listen. You, it's it's you're normal. And so, you know, you, sometimes, it, you know, we think that because we're going through a tough time that we're a bad person or um, or God doesn't love us if we go through a tough time. And it's not uncommon when you go through dark valleys that you start questioning yourself and you start questioning God. And, and then so you jump on the je- the bandwagon and so you beat yourself up and then you turn against God. How many of you know that's not the thing to do? But listen, Jesus said in Matthew 4:45, for he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Now, did you catch that? It rains on the righteous and the unrighteous. In other words, it doesn't matter whether you're a believer or not or whether you go to church or not, it's going to rain on you too, right? Everybody goes through dark valleys in life, the righteous and the unrighteous. And sometimes our first reaction when we go through the dark valleys of life is to say, why me? Why me, Lord? Why me again? But you know, really, we should be asking, why not me? Right? Who are we to think that we should go through life without having trouble? Right? If Jesus had to go through trouble, how many of you know, we shouldn't expect anything less, right? Remember what Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. So Jesus informed us all. Problems and difficulties happen to everybody in life, good people included, period. Amen. So don't allow the enemy to tell you and make you feel like the Lord is picking on you. The Lord don't need a pick on anybody. Amen. Come on. He's totally confident in who he is. And he's not a bully and he don't bully anybody. The fourth truth concerning dark valleys is this. Dark valleys are temporary. In other words, it may not seem that way right now, but valleys come to an end. You know, somebody said valleys are like tunnels. They have a beginning point and an end to them. And so remember what David said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. A valley is something you walk through in life, not something you stay in. Amen. How many of you know the Lord is going to take us through the valley? Somebody said valleys don't come to stay. Valleys come to pass. Amen. And so 2 Corinthians 4.17 says, These troubles and sufferings of ours, after all, quite small and won't last very long. Yet this short time of distress will result in God's richest blessing upon us forever and ever. And So Paul's trying to help us keep our dark valleys in perspective, our hard times in perspective. And he says, uh, listen, we might be suffering right now, but it's going to be worth it all when we get to the other side. Come on, how many of you know you are going to the other side and there's going to be a blessing on the other side? Galatians 6, 9 says, Don't get tired of doing what's right. For after a while, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't get discouraged and give up. You know what I find is it's easy to get discouraged when you get your focus off the right things. Amen. Amen. And so I don't know if you're discouraged here today, but I just pray that courage comes in you today that you know that the Lord is going to take you through what you're going through. Hang in there and don't give up. Amen. And then the fifth truth concerning dark valleys is the dark valleys are purposeful. God always will, will have a reason in taking you through the dark valley. How many of you know he, He's great at making lemonade out of lemons? He knows how to do that. Whatever the valley may be, whether it's depression, discouragement, defeat, or failure, God will use that situation to bring some good in your life. In 1 Peter 1 and 6, uh, Peter said, So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though the going is rough for a while down here. These trials are only to test your faith. To see whether or not it is strong and pure. It is being tested as fire tests go and purifies it. And your faith is far more precious to God than mere gold. So if your faith remains strong after being tried in the test tube of fiery trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day of his return. How many of you know God has purpose? The tough and the harsh truth is we have to face all kinds of trials. But regardless of what kind of valley you go through, what kind of trial you face, the purpose is all the same. According to Peter, the purpose of valleys is to test and build and strengthen your faith. Amen. How many of you know that every problem in valley has a purpose? Even the tiniest problems. God uses the hard times in our life to do stuff in our life that would never ever happen otherwise. If we get the right perspective, God can change our character strengthen our trust, and purify our motives whenever we just keep the right perspective. And how many of you know our faith and trust in the Lord is built in the valleys of life, not the mountaintops of life. When you're on the mountaintop, you have nothing to trust God for. It's in the valley that you got to trust. Come on, am I talking to somebody out there? God is more interested in our heart and a character than in our comfort and our convenience. Let me say that one more time. God is more interested in our heart and our character than our comfort and our convenience. And so listen, he's more interested in our holiness than our happiness. Come on, he wants to do work on the inside of us. Amen? Why? Because holiness lasts forever. Happiness don't. So 1 John 5, 4 says, For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world what is it even our faith so consider this it's our faith it's how we overcome in the world so if our faith is how we overcome in the world then the lord is willing to allow us to go through valleys so we can be equipped to become overcomers in life amen Listen, you know, when an athlete goes into the gym, he goes into testing. But listen, the coach wants him to succeed on the playing field, so he brings him through testing in the workout room so he can have success on the field. The Lord will allow us to go through dark valleys to build faith in us and strengthen us so when we get in the playing field of life, we'll be successful and we'll overcome. Amen. Yes, indeed. Valleys produce the material successful lives are made of. It's not the mountain top experiences of life that produce the greatest blessings of life. It's really the dark valleys of life that produce the greatest blessings. You know, there's an old proverb that says, all sunshine and no rain produces a desert. All sunshine and no rain produces a desert. It's the dark valleys of trials and tribulations that will water your soul. If we never have any downtimes, dark, gloomy valleys in our life, our souls will dry up. We have no depth to ourselves, no maturity, no character, no stability in our life. James 1. How many of you know it's all about perspective, right? James 1 and 2. Consider it pure joy, my brothers when you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance and perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature, complete and not lacking anything. The truth is that life is a mixture, right? Of pain and pleasure, victory and defeat, success and failure, mountaintops and valleys. And God has a purpose in all of it especially the deep, dark valleys of life. But what I've found is that what makes the difference is my perspective of them, how I see them. If I resent them, if I fight them, if I look at the trial or the problem or the walls of the valley instead of looking at the Lord, I'm not going to get out of the valley what God wants me to get out. So I need to keep my perspective right i need to learn how to count a joy how can you count a joy when you go through various trials because you got to get the the knowledge and you got to get in your spirit that knows that god is not going to waste anything god's going to use everything you go through and he's going to build you up into a mighty man a woman of god that will be able to face and overcome anything and everything in life so keep your head high and just know that god is working in your life amen Yes. Now, how should we react when we go through the deep, dark valleys of life? What should we do? Well, first of all, believe that God will take you through the valley. David learned to exercise his faith in troubled times. And this is what he said. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I will implies that it's a choice. He chose to say, I will fear no evil. When David said, I will fear no evil, he was choosing to exercise his faith. David chose to, chose to believe God, that God would take him through the valley. Can I ask you a question? How many of you believe God would take you through the dark valleys of life? When David said, even though I walked through the valley of the shadow of death, David, again, was exercising his faith. He said, I'm not dying in this valley. I'm not camping out in this valley. I'm walking through this valley. I mean, of you know that was a statement of faith? David also learned to let the spirit of fear or, or not let the spirit of fear control him. He said, David said, I will fear no evil. You know, how many of you know that fear is the voice of the enemy telling you lies? Lies that, pre- that try to tell you and predict your future that you're going to fail. That you're going to you're not going to make it. That you'll never succeed. How many of you know the devil is a liar? And he uses fear tactics to try to discourage us and get us depressed. Fear speaks lies telling you that you won't make it. The voice of fear of evil tries to get you to believe that the enemy will take you down. David said, I will fear no evil. I think he said it kind of sarcastically. I will fear no evil. Come on. I think he said it full of faith. I will fear no evil. Fearing no evil is believing that Satan will not and cannot succeed in hurting or harm you. God is on your side and you're going to make it. Amen. You know what, David also learned to declare his breakthrough by faith. In fact, the Bible says that, you know, declare means to decide or to determine by a statement. And David said, I will. David declared by faith he would not let fear of evil control him. And sometimes you just have to speak it out what you're desiring and standing in faith for. Remember what Jesus said in Mark 11. He said, I tell you that if you say to this mountain, go throw yourself in the sea and don't doubt in your heart, but believes what he says will come to pass, it will. And so sometimes you just have to speak to the spirit of fear, right? And you just got to say to the spirit of fear, I will not fear you in Jesus' name. I will not fail in Jesus' name. I will not run away. I will not give up. I will not lay down and let the enemy have. I will fear no evil in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on now. You know, Job twenty-two twenty-eight 28 says, You will declare a thing and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. I want to encourage you. Begin speaking to your mountain of depression. Of discouragement, of fear of failure, of of financial hardship, relational problems. Just speak to it and declare by faith, I will not stay in this dark valley. I declare by faith, I will get through every dark valley I'm walking through. Come on, declare it by faith. I will get through every dark and depressing discouraging way that I'm in. The Lord is going to see to it that I get over to the other side. Sometimes you just got to speak it and you just got to declare it just like I am over you right now. Your heart, listen, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Sometimes you got to say it yourself so your spirit can hear it, so, your mouth can believe it, so your mind can participate, so everything in your body can just get on board and say, No, we're going to the other side. Don't pitch a tent in this valley. Come on, let's go over to the other side. Amen. Yes, amen. The second thing we should do when we go through dark valleys is remember you're not alone. You're not alone. Loneliness is one of the tools the enemy uses at this time of year. I know he beat me over the head with it for many years. But Psalm 23, 4 says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The reason we don't have to feel failures, the Lord is with us. The reason we don't have, to, we can be hopeful for a great outcome is the Lord is with us. The reason we don't have to stay in discouragement and depression is the Lord is with us. Just like he was with the disciples in the boat in their storm, just like he was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace, the Lord is with you. You're not by yourself. You're not alone. Amen. I like what Isaiah 43 says. Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scart you. Oh, that's good words right there. The Lord says, fear not. You're not going through this alone. I am with you. You are going to get to the other side. Amen. Amen. Come on. How many of you know he's not somewhere in heaven on this ivory tower? How many of you know the Lord is in us today? Come on. He's with us today. We're not alone. Amen. The third thing we should do when we go through dark valleys is be confident of the Lord's protection and guidance. In uh, Psalm 23, 4, uh, again, he says, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now, you know, the rod was a two to three foot long rod the shepherd used to beat, uh, beat off the enemy when they attacked his sheep. And so, you know, what does this mean? Is the When the enemy attacks you, How many of you know the good shepherd is going to beat the enemy off of you? Come on, he died so he could defeat the enemy, right? And so when the enemy tries to get you down, come on, how many of you know the Lord is going to break his power off your life? Amen? The staff was an eight-foot-long rod with a hook. You know, we all know the shepherd's staff. That the shepherd used to lift sheep out of crevices, holes, and pits. Sometimes they'd fall in a crevice and he would reach down with his staff and pull them out of there fall in a pit or fall in a hole and the shepherd would use it to get his sheep out of the dark places in the pits of life. And the meaning is our shepherd, the good shepherd, will help get us out of the pits of life. He says, listen, I'm not going to fear evil. You are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Hey everybody, we can be confident of the Lord's divine protection and guidance when we go through the dark valleys of life. How many of you know that Jesus is our good shepherd? And listen, he don't run away when trouble comes. He don't flee because things are getting tight. Come on, how many of you know he'll stay there and he'll lay down his life for the sheep, which he's already done, right? Right? And so listen, if he hasn't proved that he's with us through the thick and the thin, then nothing will, will make us be convinced, right? I mean, he gave us all. He laid down his life. He spread his arms on the cross and he gave his life for the sake of the sheep. And listen, if you're a Christian, you're in his fold today and the Lord is going to see you through the dark valleys of life. David was a shepherd boy. He went through the dark valleys. He experienced God's hand and that's why he could say, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for thou art with me and then he goes on to say thou has prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies come on your cup is going to overflow today amen amen why not you do me a favor and just stand up well whoo! praise the lord well i just preached to myself i just let you listen in today Come on, how many of you know you can't read the word, declare the word like that without getting it in your spirit, amen? Come on, come on, let's believe God for miracles to take place. Come on, let's believe God. Come on, just do me a favor and just bow your head with me for just a moment. Thank you, Lord Jesus. How many of you today are going through a dark valley? You're going through a dark valley. You're in a dark valley right now at this moment. How many of you be bold enough to just say, I am And just raise your hand. And just say, I am. I want to pray for you. Just raise your hand and say, I am, I am, I am. Come on, just raise both of your hands. Come on, come on. The shepherd we've been talking about is here today. Come on, he's in this room today. Come on, he's with you today. Come on, he wants to help you today. Come on, whatever it is, whatever the purpose, whatever whatever the trial, whatever the, the hardship, whatever the problem you're facing. Come on, you need to know that the Lord is with you today. Come on, his, his hands are open to you. Come on, I just want to take a moment. Can we just take a moment right now and listen? if somebody's got their hands raised next to you, would you just reach your hand and just put your hand on their shoulder and let's agree with them. Come on, let's all pray together right now and let's believe God that right now in the name of Jesus, that something supernatural is gonna happen. Lord, I declare that discouragement is leaving. Depression is leaving. Lord, loneliness is leaving. Fear is leaving. Rejection is leaving. Failure is gone. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I declare that right now, Father, that Lord you are releasing your power and your presence God thank you Lord that with your rod you're knocking off the devil's hold off the people in the name of Jesus we declare no weapon formed against them shall prosper and we declare right now in the name of Jesus that the enemy's power is being broken over the people of God right now in Jesus name and Lord we thank you for your rod your staff Lord thank you Lord for the staff that has reached down and just lifting every person that is in the pit of a dark valley right now thank you Lord by the power of your spirit you're lifting them up you're lifting up their heart you're lifting up their mind you're lifting up their spirit you're lifting up their courage you're lifting them up thank you Lord they're climbing out they're walking out Lord thank you that you're delivering them right now in the name of Jesus we thank you and we praise you for father god for the touch of god the blessing of god the hand of god that is on the people of god today oh now just take a deep breath and just receive the grace of god come on receive come on the presence of god come on he's filling you he's flooding you come on he's raising you up right now in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in the name of jesus now listen In Luke chapter 15, the Bible says that Jesus told this parable and he said, If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go to search for the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. When he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors saying, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and have it straight away. You know what that's saying? That's saying that the Lord wants everybody to make it. He don't want one person to miss out. Amen? And he says, listen, if they got one person in church that has never surrendered their life and given their life to me and asked me to forgive them, I will leave the rest of the gang and I'm going to make myself go straight to that person because I want them to spend eternity with me. Amen? Come on, just bow your head with me one more minute. If you're here today and you say, Todd, would you pray for me? I feel like I'm a lost sheep. I don't know for sure that I'm a Christian. I don't know that when I die that I'll get to go to heaven, but would you pray for me today? I want to make sure that I'm one of the sheep in his fold and that I'm not lost. Would you pray for me? If that's you, would you just lift your hand so I can see it? If there's one hand that goes up, I see your hand. I see your hand right back here. Anybody else? I see your hand. Come on. Just raise it. Don't be bashful. Don't be ashamed. Come on. Just raise your hand. I see your hand right over here. Come on. I see hands are going up everywhere. Come on. Let's pray together. All of you, let's all pray Together, but those of you that prayed, that lifted your hand, just, just pray this from your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me, for shedding your blood so my sins could be forgiven. Lord, I'm lost, but I want to be found. I want my sins forgiven. I want to be part of your fold. And I repent. I ask you to forgive me, to cleanse me to wash me, and to give me a fresh start. I surrender to you. I choose this day to live my life for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for being my shepherd and rescuing my soul. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen, amen. Now listen, those of you that those of you that raised your hands, there's a card in the pew with a green bar. Take this next step, fill it out, bring it into the info center. We just want your name so we can pray for you. We won't harass you, but we got some free material and stuff just to give you to just kind of help you give you some tools to get started on this journey. Listen, as I close in prayer, people are going to be up here to pray. If you need prayer and you're in a valley and you say, I want want more prayer. I want extra prayer. Come up here. Don't leave. And we're going to believe together that God is going to get you out of this pit. Amen. Father, I pray the blessing and the favor of God upon the people of God today. Lord, may you just touch their lives in an extraordinary way. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Don't forget, if you want to be a host of a small group, just come back at five today in the J building and we'll meet together. Thank you.